We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And can we just play this holiday movie game that you've been teasing for like two months? Let's just open the show with it. It's going to be the bulk of the show. I want to play I this mean, game. I mean, it's just like I every year, the I feel like we started caring about holiday movies, made-for-TV movies, when they were a little bit like in a different part of culture than they are now. And I just, I'm a little bit like... I feel a lot of pressure from the onslaught of how mainstream they've become and how like kind of many of them there are now. There used to be like 10 and it'd be like LMAO, like these are stupid and funny. And now it's like there are 150 and they're propping up the TV industry, <laughs> you know, $500 budget at a time. You Do you know what I mean? It became, yeah. it's become such a beast, such a different animal than what I'm used to dealing with. Nothing niche can stay. Nothing gold. Yeah, nothing gold. Can, <laughs> nothing, nothing niche, niche can stay can these stay. days. Because like right. when we started talking about them five, six years ago, they were just on elderly. Hallmark and Lifetime. Yeah. Yes. yes. Like that long ago, they were just on Hallmark and Lifetime. And there were plenty of them. And they had their little cult. They had their people that watched them all the time. And it felt like we were invading their space to sort of like creep around the the holiday movie scene on Hallmark and right, Lifetime. Yes, and yes, now yes. like everyone has invaded their space and they're bigger than ever. Right. And they're all they're all kind of algorithmically adjusting themselves to reach peak campiness or peak wink winkiness or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that didn't stop me, though. There were 144, I think, holiday movies spread ac across Hallmark, Lifetime, Ion, Netflix, Hulu, VH1. Uh, what else? Oh, my uh, God. 
I mean, QVC had their first holiday movie this year. Didn't wasn't there one on like Fox News or something? Fox Business. So many. I mean, HBO Max had technically had one. I mean, the problem is once you break down like what makes one of these movies one of these movies, you get the networkification of it all. It's irrelevant because it's like okay, well, it has to have like a few who's. It has to be shot for under two dollars. It has to mm-hmm. you know be categorized as a made for TV movie. Blah blah. So it's like some of these are more expensive than others, and you can tell. And those, to me, are cheaters. I don't like it. I don't want to see it. You know? (laughs) Not to talk about the town, which we won't talk about often, but this woman, Amy (laughs) Winter, who's the head of programming at Lifetime, was on the town, and she was giving some kind of juicy details about Lifetime Christmas movies. Every time the host of the town kept being like, tell me what you think about Hallmark. Tell me what you think about Netflix. She would be like, "Mm -hmm, I just want to talk about Lifetime or whatever. Right, right. Their movies cost $2 million each. And my favorite detail from that was that the Biggest movies are Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland is like number one lifetime winner. She's like their big star because he said, oh, Candace Cameron Bure. And she was like, I'm not talking about that woman. She didn't say that, but she's <laughs> yeah. like, she's like, she didn't oh, say that. well, are we're Rowland. really excited about Kelly, Kelly Rowland. Rowland. People love Kelly Rowland. And I'm like, he was like, what do you really? think about diversity? And she was like, well, we've always been more inclusive. Next question. Like she was, yeah. <laughs> she was very like, don't ask me curveballs, please. Sorry, we're talking about <laughs> Kelly Rowland. That's what we're talking about. Okay, so I made this year to combat the like onslaught of movies, I made a 28 question quiz. There are different elements of construction here. Some are harder than others. One that has a visual element. So let's just play. Bobby is going to play my game and we'll start from the beginning. You better have the sound effects ready because you're going to need them to roll through this one. Okay, here we go. First question. The first Noel is about a woman who's trying to win back her ex-boyfriend from his new lover. Why is it called the first Noel? A, because both women are named Noel. B, because she used to date guys named Noel and then realized that she's a lesbian. C, because naming it the last Noel was kind of depressing. Or D, because the first Noel angels did say was to pour shepherds in the fields as they lay and fields as they lay, keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. I think it's A. They're both named Noel. That's correct. They're both named Noel. Two women are named Noel. This is my girlfriend. Her name is Noel, too. She goes by L. He's literally dating me, but not. Two. The notably Jewish Lisa Loeb is in a Hallmark Channel made-for-TV movie about Hanukkah, about competing deli owners. What's it called? A. Love and Lockies. <laughs> B. Borscht for my beloved. Oh my God, C. No. Hanukkah on Rye, or D, I can't believe we still have to keep making Hanukkah movies for Hallmark. Thought this was really a one or two time thing only. Um, the Laka one sounds good, but I kind of like, wait, what was it? Ha- um, Hanukkah on Rye. Hanukkah on Rye. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Unfortunately, That's a good name. you're good at this. <laughs> Hanukkah on Rye. All new Sunday, December 18th at 8 on Hallmark. Three. There is literally a Hallmark movie called All Saints Christmas that stars 13-time Grammy-nominated this year R&B singer Lettucey playing a popular R&B star named Lizette who has to fake a love connection with her producer. This is not Lettucey's first acting gig. She was in a George Clooney-directed 2008 rom-com starring George Clooney and Renee Zellweger. What is it called? You do not get any. There's no multiple choice for this. Wait, George Clooney directed a rom-com with Renee Zellweger? Yes, in 2008. What is it called? That's the, that's the question. Am I a complete idiot? 
I knew this would get you because it's so stupid. Oh, here's rom-com? A, here's a hint. Okay. The The poster of it involves George Clooney wearing like an old-timey football helmet. Leatherheads. It's called Leatherheads. That's correct. I never saw that. That's George a Clooney oh played a man God. named Dodge Connolly, and Renee Zellger played a woman named Lexi Littleton. And Lettucey played <laughs> blues singer. Okay. Blues singer, she played. Okay. Blues singer. Okay, cool. Four. Which one of these is not the name of a character in a 2022 mm. made-for-TV Christmas movie? A. Country music executive Sky Sanderson. B. Dating coach and aspiring book author Abigail Slater. C. Preeminent Christmas queen in town Ashley McKenzie. Or G. Gym receptionist and ceramics hobbyist Sarah Sweeting. <laughs> I think. I think the. I think D. Ceramics That's hobbyist. Correct. That's correct. <laughs> That's but you really can see that. Though. Gym receptionist is it. definitely something. Okay. Five. Five. Which one of these is not the name of an actor I've literally never heard of in a 2022 made-for-TV Christmas movie? A. Ross Jurgle. That's spelled J-I-R-G-L. B. Poppy Montgomery. C. Aaron Darling. Or D. Hattie Cragton. Hattie Cragton. <laughs> which of these is not an actual actor who's in yeah. a movie? <laughs> yeah. Which one of these is an actor whose name I made up? B. No, Poppy Montgomery is real. I made up Aaron Darling. Also real. Poppy Ross Montgomery sounds Jurgle too perfect. And Hattie Cragton. <laughs> okay, that's those are okay. ridiculous. Okay. I didn't realize that you and your siblings are all named after flowers. We are, and my daughter is a flower. She's as well. Violet. Yes, Aww. Violet. Yes. So we have Rosie Thorne, okay. Daisy Yellow, right. Marigold Sun, no. Millie Bell, and I'm Poppy Petal. But actually, you're Poppy, Poppy Petal, Petal, Emma, Elizabeth, Devereaux, Donahue, Montgomery. Montgomery. Yes, you that, got them all right. How do you do a monogram? Driver's license. Six. Which one of these is not a job somebody has in a 2022 made-for-TV Christmas movie? A, a rocket engineer. B, a skilled genealogy researcher. C, a reluctant crown prince. D, CEO of a late grandmother's small-town cookie company. E, a prominent national news weather forecaster. F, an adjudicator for the World Record Bureau. Or D, all of the above are jobs in Hallmark movies. All of the above are jobs in Hallmark movies. That is correct. Do you have any other? Do you have any questions about specific jobs I mentioned? I want to know what, what what's the name of the movie with the meteorologist? Well, great you asked. It's called Cloudy with a Chance of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Just else? a chance. I feel Anything like on Hallmark and Lifetime, there's a hundred percent chance. Anything else? <laughs> okay, number seven. Ryan is an elementary school teacher who learns he's colorblind. Michelle, an an optometrist, a mother of one of his students, helps bring color into his life in time for the holidays. Is this movie called A, the most colorful time of year, B, a red and green Christmas, C, colorblind on Christmas, or D, I don't see color, literally? (laughs) I think it's a red and green Christmas. No, because I made that, that up. It's but isn't called... it the iconic? <laughs> yes. Colorblind people have a hard time differentiating the Christmas colors. Yes, I wrote that, but the actual wow. movie is called "The Most Colorful Time of Year." You know he's colorblind. Really? I've come to accept that my life will always be in black and white. Eight. 
Becca and Robbie are a married couple having a hard time connecting with each other as the holidays approach. Just before Christmas, they head to a cozy Vermont inn at the advice of their marriage coach so they can recharge. Their weekend Mm -hmm. away gets unexpectedly extended when a mishap puts their car out of commission and just may put them on the road to a very happily married Christmas. This okay. plot is also just insane. It's like they can't use their car, so they're going to like their marriage problems are going to go away. Okay, great. That's Is that how that works? <laughs> is this movie called A, Couples Therapy for Christmas, B, We Wish You a Married Christmas, C, huh. Vermont Vacation, or D, Christmas for Heteros? <laughs> we Wish You a Married Christmas. That's correct. That's correct. That's a good name. It's so good. That's an incredible name. so good. That's a name that you work the movie around. You think of Mm -hmm. the name and then you just write the movie around it. Okay. Number nine. This year for Hanukkah, Sarah is headed back. There's something. I understand why we have Hanukkah Christmas movies, but they're really intrinsically, something's wrong with them. (laughs) Every time. There's something so deeply like, what are you doing here? And I don't mean that. I'm... (laughs) I I want to feel inclusive, but there's always something like, all right, okay. This year for Hanukkah, (laughs) Sarah is headed back home with her new fiancé, Chad, to meet her parents. Things go haywire when she discovers the family's bakery is in danger of closing down. Her father has had a heart attack, and her fiancé is the one planning to take over the family business. All seems lost until she runs into an old school friend, Ben, who tries to help her save the bakery while also showing her the true meaning of love, family, and the spirit of Hanukkah. Is this weird movie called Dumping Chad This Hanukkah? Jews can't eat bread on Hanukkah? Can't eat bread. C, menorah in the middle, or D, dreidel drama? Oh, I it's either dreidel drama or menorah in the middle. No, I wrote dreidel drama. It's called Menorah in the Middle. Because it's Menorah like Menorah in the Middle is also a good name. I, you know what it? a good movie would be? Melora in the Middle. And it's about Melora, <laughs> Melora Harden getting Harden. in the way of like love. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Should we light the Melora Harden tonight? <laughs> okay. You're like, I can't. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, ten. That movie that I just described stars two IRL Jewish siblings. It's unclear if they are playing sisters in the movie, because I didn't look any further into it. Who are they? A, Alana and Esty Heim. B, no. Jonah Hill and Beanie Feldstein. No. C, Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Or D, no. Sarah and Laura Silverman. Sarah and Laura Silverman. That is correct. Both Sarah and Laura Silverman are in that movie. <laughs> That's so Wacky. weird. Yeah, what, thank you. What network is that on? I, I don't know. Hallmark? <laughs> Lifetime? Here's the problem, team. Nobody knows what Hulu Plus Live TV is. 11. Quote, in order to save her family's contracting business, Blair reluctantly teams up with her ex-boyfriend and former co-star of hit home design reality show to build a tiny home for the unsheltered in the community. Why do they need a tiny home? They need a big home! Need a big home! Okay, sorry, that really bothered me. Rekindling old sparks in the process and just in time for Christmas. Is this movie, which makes no sense, called A... A Tiny Home Christmas, B, Fixer Upper Christmas, C, Flipper Flop Christmas, or D, Property Brothers Christmas. God, is it just a tiny home Christmas? It's literally called A Tiny Home Christmas. Great Oaks celebrity couple reuniting. At Christmas, press is going to be all over this. So, I guess we're building a tiny home? I guess we are. The next one is visual. So I need you, I'm going to send you the question and I need you to describe what I send you. Okay. 
Number 12. What is this movie called? Okay, what we have here is... Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is a Photoshop disaster. So we have what looks to be two gay, white, seemingly men. <laughs> Don't say seemingly men. They, they seem to be... But actually, there's... Uh, there's there's a man in the middle who has a baby Bjorn on his front, and there's a baby in it with a Santa hat holding a candy cane. The baby is a CGI disaster on a whole the other baby, level, but sure. <laughs> the baby the baby is the cousin of the Twilight baby for sure. <laughs> yeah, the baby or at has least been the American sniper baby. This man, I'm assuming a gay man, is flanked by two other men, and I think one of them is probably his partner. Although the weird thing is, wait, you know what? <laughs> These movies are very, very intentional about showing off wedding rings. No one in this poster is showing off a wedding ring. So I'm going to say okay. that this guy suddenly got custody of a baby and they're all just gay roommates. I think you can guess the name of this movie by just the poster, but I'm going to read you my other options. Is this movie called A, Gold, Frankincense, Mirror, and a Baby? <laughs> is it called Mary Mary Thrupple? Is it called The Polycule Gets a Baby for Christmas? Or is it called... Three wise men and a baby. Three wise men and a baby. And a baby. Because sure. I was also thinking three men and a baby. I was I was trying to go there. But three it, wise men and a baby. Three wise men and a baby. It's pretty clever. It's like three okay. men. Okay. Uh, next question. Are they gay? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I was like, is it, are they a thruple? Are they a polycule? What's going on here? Or is it two gay guys, one gay. straight? Actually, is it his brother? Them is his brother? Maybe I don't know. Maybe they're just a community collective coming together to raise a baby. You're gonna have to watch. I it. think that they're not gay. I'm gonna okay. go ahead and assume that they're not gay. All new Saturday, November nineteenth. Three brothers discover a baby. So next question. Gabby is an app developer from Austin. And the last oh. unmarried sibling in her very close and very traditional family. Every mm -hmm. year, the Diaz family gathers at Abuela's house in Oaxaca, Mexico, a town renowned for its 12 challenges of Christmas, which playfully ignites the entire town's Christmas spirit. When Gabby oh. accidentally adds Alex, a handsome graphic designer, to the family group chat, her well-meaning oh family decides to secretly invite him to join them in Oaxaca for Christmas. Okay. Is this Got movie it. called... A, Mary Textmas. B, I Message Matchmaker. C, Holly Jolly JavaScript. Or D, Don't worry, we got you Apple Care for Christmas. Mary, Mary Textmas. That's what it's called. That's Mary what it's called. Mary Textmas. That's my names were not that good, but they're on the. They're not much better, much worse than that. Okay, next one. Emma feels like she lives Christmas year round. Because she's the senior vice president of a successful toy company in Chicago. She spends 12 months <laughs> of a year focusing on Christmas, leaving no time for dating or much of anything else. By the oh. time the actual holiday rolls around, she's had enough. She asks her assistant and friend Lucy to find a tropical singles resort, somewhere she can find a guy and not think of Christmas. But due to a booking mix-up, oh, no. Emma ends up in her worst nightmare, a town devoted to everything Christmas. Will <laughs> Emma be able to find her joy? Is this movie called... A, Christmasville, USA. B, ho, ho, holiday travel is usually awful. C, single and ready to jingle. Or D, next time use a travel agent. <laughs> single and ready to jingle for sure. <laughs> That's correct. That is correct. Okay. What kind of booking mix up? <laughs> I don't know. How do you go that? from like a tropical, a tropical vacation to 
an entire town. (laughs) You're going from the Bahamas to like a fake town in Tennessee that's like between two mountains that only exists if you say a special prayer. It doesn't have an airport for sure. Like a non-existent Nightmare Before Christmas like town. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I accidentally booked you in a town that doesn't exist. Okay. (laughs) St. John, Virgin Islands. I'm actually supposed to be in St. John. Well, you are in St. John. St. John, Alaska. 15. This season, Kelsey Grammer makes his daughter star with him in a holiday movie about a busy businessman who gets 12 chances to repair his relationship with his daughter. Name Kelsey Grammer's real daughter who plays his daughter. Okay? Is it? And these are all Kelsey Grammer's kids. I did not make any of these up. A, Spencer Grammer. B, Greer Grammer. C, Mason Grammer. D, Jude Grammer. E, Faith Grammer. F, Gabriel Grammer. And G, Odin Grammer. Oh, my God. Those are all names of his kids, and I don't even think that's the full list. Which one of these grammars did he make star in the movie with him? Okay. I think that it's probably – I think it's either Spencer or Greer. Okay. Because those I know. Okay. One of them is God. Which one was on? Which one was on? Um, which Greek. one was on? Um, Greek. Spencer. Can I ask for a hint? Spencer. Then I don't think it's Spencer. So I think it's Greer. It is Spencer. It's Spencer. <gasps> it's Spencer. Yes, it's poor Spencer. Oh my Grammar. God. Next. One of the holiday movies is apparently the fifth installation, we've probably mentioned it before, of a movie franchise based on a Blake Shelton song called Time for Me to Come Home. Which one of these is not the name of one of these movies? Okay? A. Time for Me to Come Home for Christmas, 2018. B. Time for You to Come Home for Christmas, 2019. C. Mm -hmm. Time for Us to Come Home for Christmas, 2020. D. Time for Them to Come Home for Christmas, 2021. E. Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas, 2022. And then F. No doubt, I'm coming home for Christmas. (laughs) Okay. It's got to be F. It's F. All of those are actual names of Christmas movies based on this song where the pronoun is changed in each year is the year that they came out. So this year was time for him to come home for Christmas. So actually next year should be time for her to come home for Christmas. Okay, and then my next question just starts with, oh my fucking God, this isn't even the only Christmas movie based on a song. Do not forget Five More Minutes, colon, Moments Like These, a.k.a. the second holiday story inspired by American Idol alum Scotty McCreary's song, Five More Minutes. Who did Scotty McCreary lose to in season 10 of American Idol? A, Laura Elena, B, Pia Toscano, C, Zanjaya, or D, he actually won the entire damn thing. I think he won the whole thing. He did win the whole thing. He won the whole thing. Okay, cool. 17. Full House alum and queen, Jodie Sweetin, is in a Hallmark movie called A Cozy Christmas Inn and in a mm. Lifetime movie called Mary Swissmas. Meanwhile, <laughs> her former TV sister and demon, Candace Cameron Bure, is executive producing a GAC movie starring another Full House alum. <gasps> Who is it? Is it A, Uncle Joey, a.k.a. Dave Coulier? Is it B, Kimmy Gibbler, a.k.a. Andrea Barber. Is it C, Steve Hale, a.k.a. Scott Weinger? Or is it D, Uncle Jesse, a.k.a. John Stamos? Fuck, I would have guessed Lori Laughlin. Um, I bet it's, oh, Andrea Barber. No, it's, it's Steve. It's, it's Scott Weigner, who's Steve. 
You had it the first time. It's fucking Fuck, it's Andrea Barber. Me Gibbler. She brought in. She, Kimmy picks she sides. lost Jody, so she brought in another Full House alum. Isn't that That's fucking crazy? Crazy. Okay. That show is so, also that show is so mean to Kimmy Gibbler. It's like yeah, I know. watching old Full Houses and seeing the way they treat Kimmy is extremely depressing. It's rude. It's rude. Okay, 18. One of these is actually the name of a movie that stars Candace Cameron Bure. Which one okay. is it? A. Candace Cameron Bure presents dot 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 a Christmas present. B. Candace Cameron Bure presents dot 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 a Christmas past. C. Candace Cameron Bure presents dot 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 a Christmas future. Or D. Candace Cameron Bure presents dot 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 no gay people on Christmas. God. I think it's a Christmas present. That is correct. It's Candace Cameron Bure presents a Christmas present. Because there were too many of them, and I was like, oh, wait, that's the only one that's a pun. A Christmas present. You know, you don't think it's no gay people on Christmas? No. I mean, I know that was her first title, and they were like, Candace, how many times do we have to tell you? We can't explicitly make the titles homophobic. Okay. The homophobia is implicit, Candace. It's okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. Next question is, in our Italian Christmas memories, that's a movie on Hallmark, Bo Bridges plays a grandfather with dementia no. whose kids want to oh. help him by doing what? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up dementia, but he, but Bo Bridges has it. Okay? The movie's okay. called Our Italian Christmas Memories. Do they A, reconnect him with his childhood best friend Luigi? B, recreate their late grandmother's legendary pasta sauce? C, bring him to Tuscany to drink homemade limoncello? Or D, come together as a family and watch Lady Gaga in House of Gucci? <laughs> God, okay. I was so proud of that. I think they take him to Italy to drink limoncello. No, they recreate their late grandmother's legendary pasta sauce. Oh my God. What's in the pasta sauce? Are we talking like tomato based? Are we talking like cream? Are we talking butter? Just oil? I'll have to watch is, is it Alio e Olio? You'll have to watch the movie. Bo Bridges is in it. I'm not going to watch a Christmas movie about dementia. Sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> Starring the lesser Bridges. <laughs> it's like Maybe truly... if Jeff Bridges had dementia, I would watch it, but not Bo. It's like Bo. the I'm worst sorry, thing Bo. I can think of. Okay. No. Number 20. Which one of these is not the name of a fake pop star in a Christmas movie? Okay. Oh, a, no. Jalen. These are all one names, of course, because all pop stars in Christmas movies have one name. Jalen okay. in Undercover Holiday, Darcy okay. in In Merry Measure, Angelina in Christmas with You, Aphrodite in A New Diva's Jesus. Christmas Carol, or E, They All Are. I know you want me to guess They All Are, but I'm going to guess just Aphrodite. That seems very... Is it all of them? Yeah, that's all of them. <laughs> Those oh are all God, names all of, of fake pop stars in Christmas movies. They Jesus. love okay. a fake pop star. Oh my God. 21. Three of the holiday movies this season involve blogs. Okay? One Three in 2022? Yes. I guess One blogs are back. Okay. is a blog that, quote, accidentally leads people to believe her farm is family owned and run when it is in fact a collection of friends who are chosen family. This, oh that's, the, that's the description of the blog. It's like a blog that is about like a farm that she misleads people to thinking her family owns, but it's actually her chosen family. Again, I don't a really collective. understand. Okay. Another one is a travel blog called Sophie's Solo Travels. And the last one is a renowned luxury travel blog run by a woman named Tracy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which one of these three blogs I just described to you belongs to a movie called Meeting Mr. Christmas? 
Is it the first blog, the second blog, or the third blog? This is kind of easy with process of elimination. Sophie solo travels. Yes. Okay. Number 22. Newbie's very own Maria Menudos stars in a lifetime holiday movie called The Holiday Dating Guide. The plot is the exact same plot as an iconic Kate Hudson movie. Which one? I'll let you just guess. Is it How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? That's correct. (laughs) Do you want to hear the description of the movie? Yes, please. Dating coach and aspiring book author Abigail Still Slater, oh remember that God. one from above, Maria Menudos, yeah. is close to making her lifetime dream come true. She's completed her first book, a how-to guide for dating in today's modern world, and now is about more than ready to become a published author. However, after reading the book, her publisher, Jack, won't proceed with the deal without knowing that her dating advice actually works. Yes, that's how book publishing works. Before mm-hmm, he has a chance mm-hmm. to say no, Abigail proposes that she prove the rules work by using them herself and making a man fall for her by Christmas Eve in 12 days. What is this song? What is this movie called again it's called um the holiday dating guide ask him what his favorite holiday movie is what he's doing for the holidays 63 percent of relationships begin with a minor interaction so let's give this a shot and then we can get together in a couple of days and reevaluate wow i hope i can one day just learn to follow my heart and be as bold and honest as you abigail okay okay next question lacey chabert stars in a hallmark movie about an hoa I swear to no, God. No, she doesn't. Yes, no, she, does. she doesn't. She's What's definitely call- a cop in it. That's telling. That's like trying to keep people out of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Is it called A, Christmas with the Neighbors, B, Haul Out the Holly, C, Christmas and Condo Fees, or D, Honey, Check the Listserv, It's a Nightmare? <laughs> I really want it to be Christmas and Condo Fees. <laughs> I'm just going to guess Christmas and Condo Fees. <laughs> it's not. It's called Haul Out the Holly. I kind of want to watch that one, though. <laughs> Emily arrives home hoping to visit her parents only to discover that they are leaving on a trip of their own. As she stays at their house for the holidays, their HOA is determined to get Emily to participate in the neighborhood's many Christmas festivities. The HOA isn't like trying to kick people out. They're just trying to get no, her to it's participate just like more a no- in the community. Yeah. Meanwhile, like normal HOAs, all they do is just like yell about like street cleaning and like dangerous people in the neighborhood or whatever. God. It says a lot about the creators of these movies that they think the HOA members are the good guys. Right. <laughs> like the ones spreading joy. All right. Number 24. A Christmas Spark is a Lifetime movie that reunites two co-stars from a classic TV show. Who are they? A. Gilmore Girls, Luke and Lorelai. B. Oh. Friday Night Lights, Coach Taylor and Tammy. C. Mm-hmm. Dr. Quinn Medicine Women, Dr. Quinn and Byron Sully. Or D. Mm-hmm. The Wonder Years, Kevin and Winnie. Okay, I know that Winnie has a history on Christmas movies. Uh, what's her name? Mm-hmm. The Danica. one who's like, I know math. Danica McKellar, Danica. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coach Taylor and what's her name? Too expensive. They're out. Mm-hmm. Connie Britton and Cal, they're not uh-huh. doing this. Uh-huh. You know what? It's definitely Danica McKellar and one of the savages, for sure. Incorrect. It's Dr. Quinn Medicine Women's Dr. <laughs> that was my second guess. Oh, my God. Wait, I want to watch that one. I loved Sully. Want to hear the description? It's called A Christmas Spark. Recently widowed. I mean, they already are like, (laughs) these people are old. (laughs) Recently widowed Molly, Jane Seymour, has lost her zest for life and given up on ever finding love again. 
But when she decides oh, no. to visit her daughter for Christmas, she has no idea what holiday magic is in store for her. A former drama teacher, <laughs> Molly reluctantly takes a job of directing the town's Christmas pageant and soon finds herself falling for her leading man, Hank, the town's most eligible bachelor. As Molly oh. and the impressible Hank fall in love, she rediscovers her inner free spirit and finds a new lease on life. And when the star of the pageant loses her voice moments before the show, it will be up to Molly to step into the... Sp- it's the whole plot. They're giving you the whole <laughs> fucking plot. Jane Seymour, Joe Lando. You don't have to stop loving dad in order to love Hank. 25. This fitness who stars in a holiday movie called Fit for Christmas, in which, quote, an enthusiastic Christmas-obsessed fitness instructor teaches classes at their beloved, financially beleaguered community center in quaint Mistletoe, Montana, who begins a holiday romance with a charming, <laughs> mysterious business person complicating okay. their plans to turn the center into a more financially profitable resort property. Who is the mm-hmm. star that I'm referring to? Is it A, Richard Simmons, B, Amanda Klutz, C, Tracy Anderson, or D, Cody from Peloton? I was going to guess Cody from Peloton as a joke, and I just don't. I don't believe it. I feel like I would have heard about that. Who is it? I saw a headline. I saw a headline about Amanda Klutz recently doing a Christmas movie, and I think it's Amanda Klutz. It's Amanda Klutz. It's Amanda Klutz. Okay. Well, good for her. Oh, Amanda. Okay. The next question I only half wrote, but you'll understand why when I read it. In the Entertainment Weekly write-up of this movie, they assign it these categories. Widow, hockey, unwanted public attention. Name the movie. <laughs> and then the problem is that I, like, don't know. I know so little about hockey that I just, like, couldn't think of any titles for this movie aside from the one that it was gift. Like, I couldn't. I was like, hockey Christmas, puck Christmas, Christmas for puck. Hockey as in, a, as in a sport. Hockey. Yeah. Widow, hockey, unwanted public attention. If I give you those three categories. Widow, hockey, unwanted public attention. What is something at a, at a sports game something that's on romantic? Ice. No, no, no. What is, at any sports game. The Jumbotron. Is, the Jumbotron. What happens on the Jumbotron? The Kiss Cam. Okay. that's per, Keep Kiss Cam and add a Christmas word to the beginning. Kiss Cam kind of sounds like Christmas. What would you put before that to make it a pun? Mary Kiss Cam. Mary, that's the name of the movie. That's the name of the movie. That's the name of the movie. The movie the, is called Mary Kiss Cam. Mary Kiss Cam. Oh, like the name Mary Kisses Cam. No, it's called Mary Kiss Cam. Oh, that's I thought it was M A R Y Kiss K C A M. No, it's called Mary Kiss Cam. So it's not about someone named Mary kissing someone named Cam. It's just Mary kiss Cam. <laughs> it's called Mary kiss Cam. <laughs> oh my! Their names aren't even Cam and Mary. Come I don't. On. That's so. There's so many good options here. Okay, but it's about a kiss Cam, so they don't. Their names don't need to be Mary or Cam. Oh. Oh, it could be Mary kiss Cam. Like kiss, That's what I'm kiss each other. Mary, kiss Cam. Like her name is Mary, and Mary should kiss someone named Cam. But it's also at a kiss Cam at a co- at a hockey game. But it's just Mary, kiss Cam. Mary, kiss Cam is maybe the worst, the worst name I've heard so far. <laughs> the, the worst one. Okay, as we're as we're reaching the forty minute mark, which really we need to. Jesus <laughs> this is a problem. My last question is a little bit elaborate. I'm gonna send you something over text. Okay. 
I sent you two lists. I sent you a list of people who appear mm-hmm. as either starring or randomly as a as a cameo in one of the mm-hmm. holiday movies this year. And I also sent you a list of all these different titles. I want you to try and match the name of the person to the title of the movie that they're in. And some of these are more obvious than others, but I, th- uh-huh. I thought this one might be a good a good element for you to work through. Okay? Okay. 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 Okay, a holiday spectacular. Someone who plays Grandma Margaret. I'm going to say Grandma Margaret is either... No, it's got to be Anne Margaret. It's, that <laughs> right? is correct. It is Anne okay, Margaret. Great. So you got That's that out. one. Okay. Anne Margaret is in a movie called... A Holiday Spectacular, in which she plays Grandma Margaret. Yeah. Go down the person and see if you can match the person for the type of movie they'd be in. Neo. I'm going to say Neo. Straight up the first one, A Holiday Harmony. Okay, no. Keep going. Neo, something singing. Um, um... Oh, wait, The Sound of Christmas. The that Sound of Christmas. You got it. Okay, okay so course. Neo okay, is in one called The Sound of Christmas. Great. Okay, then we have Freddie Prinze Jr. Okay, this one's kind Ooh. of hard, so skip it for now. Come back okay. to it. Oh, then we have Bobby Flay. Oh, Bobby Flay's got to be One Delicious Christmas. That is correct. Okay, great. Awesome. And then we have Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno is probably This is in... kind of hard. This is kind of hard. Wait, let's see if I can help you with this. Hold on. Marina Moreno might be talking shit about Lena Dunham soon. Here, that's my hint. Oh, because she's in Santa Boot Camp, directed by Melissa Joan Hart. That is correct. Okay, great. Brooke Shields is in a movie called... Okay, here's my hint. Mm-hmm. The description of this movie is a likable and talented underdog gets momentarily sidelined from chasing her musical dreams when her van breaks down in a welcoming small town just before Christmas. Brooke Shields is <laughs> Brooke Shields plays a character named Van. <laughs> van. Like V-A-N? Yeah, like, I don't know how this movie works, but for some reason, Brooke Shields in this movie about a van breaking down plays van. Like, on the IMDb here, like, this is Brooke Shields on the IMDb. Someday at Christmas. Nope, go up. Holiday Harmony. That's correct. Brooke Shields Shields plays plays someone named Van. I didn't. Brooke Shields is in this movie about a girl's van breaks down, but she plays Van. And I don't know, and I don't want to find out whether she is the Van. I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay. Okay. Number seven. Number seven. I just like, I cannot believe her name is Van. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, number seven. So then we have Vivica A. Fox. Okay. Let me read you the description of this movie and see if you can choose which one. When an egotistical social media influencer's dog is shockingly kidnapped, her long-suffering assistant teams up with a charming local vet to find the puppy before Christmas. As the two investigate suspects, they form a romantic bond along the way. Which that could only be dog nap town for the holidays. <laughs> okay. Now read okay. me. Um, now do Mario Lopez. Yeah, read the descriptions. No, I'm, I don't have a description for this, but this one you can get. Um, Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. Which ones do I have left? Someday at Christmas. Nope. You're missing one that's about dancing. Oh, stepping into the holiday. That is correct. Okay, great. Okay. Gladys one, Knight. Gladys Knight. Though. Oh, God. Gladys Knight. I put the clue to this in in the title. Oh, it's Someday at Christmas. Because she's yes. a singer. And Stevie yes. Wonder is a singer. Okay, great. 
Yes. Stevie Wonder okay. isn't in it, but that's the title of a Stevie Wonder song. God, Gladys Knight is in a Christmas movie. Wow. Stephen oh, Tobolowski is in a Christmas movie. My hint about this is that one of the movies that we talked about earlier that you enjoyed talking about uh, would maybe have to have an antagonist who is maybe a busybody. And Stephen Tobolowski is really great at playing a busybody. Oh, Haul Out the Holly. Yes. <laughs> With Lacey Chabert and the Homeowners Association. Okay, great. Yes, okay. that is correct. Next up okay. is Anne Margaret, which we knew was a which holiday spectacular in which she plays Grandma Margaret. Downtown Julie Brown is in a Christmas movie. I okay. know you can get it. There aren't many left from this list. I'm going to say it is. Her vibe is very much like the reason why she's in this is like it's giving um, MTV Spring Break. Oh, Christmas in the Caribbean. That is correct. Okay, great. Good for downtown Julie Brown. And then we have Tom Arnold and Danny Trejo left. I'm going to say Tom Arnold's is a wonderful time of the year because Alf Landon sounds like a Tom Arnold name. Ding, ding, ding. Which leaves us with Danny Trejo and The Binge 2. It's a wonderful binge, which is a parody of The Purge. Oh, that my is correct. God. And then you left a few at the top. I feel like you could fill in the blanks as to what they are. Oh, I left Freddy- them at the top? Freddie Prinze Jr. Oh. and Denise Richards. Then Freddie Prinze Jr. must have... It's kind of not obvious, but... Christmas with you. That's correct. And then Denise Richards must be My Adventures with Santa, in which Barbara Eden plays Mrs. Claus. That is correct. You <laughs> got it. Then who is Denise Richards? She's not Mrs. Claus. She's the star. She, like, finds love. Mrs. Claus, like, oh, okay. is there, but she's not... Denise Richards is, like, the star of the movie. She's, like, one of the romantic leads. Okay, well, great uh, Christmas movie quiz, holiday movie quiz. Lindsay, I loved it. I mean, it was very elaborate. You did really well. Thank you. I tried my best to ignore news about these things because I didn't want to be spoiled. And it's very tough. Well, now you can. Now you can watch them all. I really do want to watch the Lacey Chabert HOA episode. I think that's the one you should watch. I think literally that's that's the the one one you should watch. Yeah. Okay. There's your citation. For what? No lawn display. For insufficient Christmas decor. Your nutcracker needs to be 36 inches from shoe to chapeau. Don't have to do any of this. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep to... on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It... I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. 
Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's do some who stuff. Why not? This is great because this is Mel B, a.k.a. Scary Spice, following the lead of two people. She's following the lead of Jojo Siwa, who said, fuck Candace Cameron Bray, and she's following the lead of Keith McNally, saying, fuck James Corden. But I also don't think that, I think Mel B, I trust this, and I trust them too, but I trust this even more because Mel B famously does not give a fuck. Mel B is like very, very loose-lipped in terms of like mm-hmm. just interviews or whatever. But also, she, do you know? did you notice they bury the lead? Who else she says is a dickhead? She says Jerry Hallowell, a.k.a. No, fucking... no. Oh, Jesse J. Yes. Yeah. She says James Corden, Jerry Hallowell, which is obviously a joke, and Jesse J. And me, she says. And, and me, me, which is a joke. But Jesse J is, like, interesting. What did Jesse J do to her? But it's funny because he didn't even he, – he, like, skipped over Jesse J. He was like – he went right to James Corden because that's, like, the yeah. hot topic issue. All right. Yeah. I don't think we need to go into this much more. But, you know, I guess this just, you know, really confirms the obvious. I can respond. Oh, she's going to respond, ladies and gentlemen. Can I go, ooh? Yeah. <laughs> stick the kettle on. Stick the kettle on. So there's a few. Well, there's James Corden, Jerry Halliwell. Jerry. She's there, Jerry. And um, me. It's very interesting that the year that James Corden says, I'm leaving my show, all this starts happening. There's something a little bit like everyone feels a little bit free, freer to. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. As he, as he relinquishes his like 
position of power everyone's like oh we're coming from him now i wonder what that kind of implies well i also wonder if that's like is which what which, which, which it's chicken and the egg which came first did he quit the show because he knew the tide was changing or did people start revealing this stuff because they knew he was leaving his show you're right like, which, you're what right. Is it? it could be one or it could be the other Right, like he could have he could have smelled the Ellen the Ellen coming from a distance and said, "I'm gonna beat this to the punch." <laughs> he smelled, he smelled the Ellen. He smelled the Ellen vibes coming up the. Sometimes hill. you smell the Ellen, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. You have two instances of Us Weekly recipe spawn, which is when yes. a who gives a recipe and one of the ingredients is clearly spawn, which is very interesting because it's like the recipe has to then work around this like weird item that they're supposed to be selling, you know, and it's obvious. It's very obvious what it is. And when I tell you both of these items are quite weird, it's not like, um, like a, like a YouTuber that's like, here's a pantry pasta recipe, like make it out of stuff that's probably in your house already. It's like, I don't have Vitalite dairy free, like cheese fake spreads in my house. Well, that's why the ad is for that because they want you to buy it. And I don't have Owl's Brew that Jeannie Mayo. So I'm going to read so both of these the headlines. Thing. We talked about Owl's Brew and Jeannie Mayo. Oh, Mai. I know. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. But that's what I guessed. Well, here's here's the headline. Here's the Laura Preppen one. Laura Prepon shares her cheesy Hasselback sweet potatoes with herbs and hazelnuts recipe. And it's the ultimate holiday treat. First of all, there's no way in hell a Hasselback sweet potato it is the disgusting. ultimate holiday treat. No, it looks gross. She has to learn how to plate her stuff. The, <laughs> and what's... So transparent here is that she does a lot of spawn for Vitalite. It just says courtesy of Vitalite. All the photos courtesy of Vitalite. Even the ones from Laura Prepon's kitchen courtesy of Vitalite. It's like well, if they were courtesy of Vitalite, wouldn't they be shot better? Whatever. It's uh, it's it, the what whole thing is the whole thing is dark. I would not be hiring Laura Preppen to like sell my food by the by the looks of her setup. You know? No, not at all. But then we have exclusive Jeannie Mai shares her spiced Manhattan cocktail recipe for the holidays, colon, it has the best kick. And then I was like, I bet this has her like brand of whatever her thing is. Yeah, Owl's her booze brew is in it. Her booze is in it. Her booze Boring. is in it. And it's Owl's Brew and Bourbon. That's all it is. Hey, guys. This week, I have a fun Thanksgiving side for you. Hasselback sweet potato. I love this recipe because it looks really beautiful. It's different than what you might normally put on your Thanksgiving table. Thank you so much to Vitalite for sponsoring this video. I'm so excited to tell you about this recipe. It's plant-based if you guys are entertaining. For some vegetarian friends, this is a great option. I, myself and my family were flexitarian, but I love this recipe so much. And um, it's just a really great sweet potato Thanksgiving side. So check this out. It looks so pretty. Bella Thorne did a 25 Things. It's interesting the Bella Thorne kind of rise and fall to me because... In this interview that she's doing for the 25 Things, she's one promoting a jewelry line, which is like we've fully taken a, a left turn off the path. Like there is there is no returning, you know, like she mm. is so fully not actress anymore in terms of like what she mm -hmm. clearly thinks is her future. And because of the shake it off thing, she gets asked about Zendaya at every turn and then kind of has to say like, I don't pit women against each other. Like she has to give that kind of canned like, I'm so proud of her. She really is so successful. Da da da. At one point it was like Bella Thorne was the was in the Zendaya position and Zendaya mm -hmm. was kind of like you know what I mean? It just It's yeah. interesting how the, the tables have really turned. And now she's in this Us Weekly 25 Things promoting her jewelry line, which is called Thorn Dynasty. Okay? And she sells, obviously, like, jewelry. But then she also sells, which I was cracking up. They're so she funny. sells smoking 
implements, which I is hilarious. It's like she sells like joint holders, but one of them is a ring, a ring you put on your finger, and the joint goes in the hole. The ring has a has like a flower sticking up, and you put the joint in the hole, and it holds the joint. So it's like you don't have to hold the joint; you just shove the joint into the ring, which is actually they're. Kind I kind of love it. They're kind of pretty it. in a way, and she also has like lighter cases as well. So like these bejeweled things that you can shove your bick in, and like those are also pretty. Like I'm I I was looking through her accessories, and I was like, this stuff is like kind of cool, which is weird and embarrassing to admit. It's more just like she's so far off the beaten path now. Like there's just it, she's really so. And then, but in her twenty five things, you notice number nineteen. Do you want to read it? The best advice I've ever received was from Jessica Chastain. She's amazing. She helped me so much on a movie that we worked on together, and she shared so many great things about herself and life. And I was like, wait, they were in a movie together? No, they weren't. And the answer is, yes, they were, and no, they weren't, because they were cast in a movie together, and I guess shot scenes together, but their scenes were deleted. They were in the Xavier Dolan movie, The Death and Life of John F. Donovan, which is that Kit Harington movie that, like, Came and went and disappeared. No one saw it. And yeah. the people who did see it were like, it's the biggest piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. So yep. they shot a movie together. Their scenes were deleted. But she still says she learned a lot from the experience. I mean, I fully believe that Jessica Chastain and Bella Thorne got along. Like, I like I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that they did. <laughs> and they also had a tweet response uh, back and forth in 2016 that Timmy found. When they which got was, cast. Um, she wrote, working with Jess Chastain, man, she's just so gorgeous. Can't even concentrate on my lines when she's standing next to me. And Jess wrote back, I adore you, beauty. You are lovely and funny. But what a talent. Thanks for coming to play. Ew, Jess is so weird. They're so weird. They're both so deep. So, so weird. weird. Yeah. Read the other one. <laughs> Read number 25. <laughs> okay, we'll end on this. I really want to go to the Maldives because there's this underwater hotel that looks so sick. <laughs> <laughs> It's very funny. It's like, okay, bye. Uh, See ya. Um, this actually really bummed me out. And I didn't, I specifically didn't put this in the doc. And then one of you, either you or Timmy, Timmy. put this in anyway. Timmy because did. I was like, I don't want to do Inside a Day in My Life this time because it's Lindsay Vaughn and it's like way too depressing. And then someone copied it all in because it's the whole thing. <laughs> Timmy did the whole it. Thing is Timmy did spawn. it. The whole thing, Timmy, is her spawn for an insomnia drug. It's for Quivivix. Quivivic. Quivivic. Quivivic, Dare Direxent, is a prescription medicine for adults who have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. And the whole thing is like, I have a hard time sleeping, but in a very sad way. Not that that's not, that, that's like objectively sad, but it's just like Lindsay Vaughn's like insomnia struggle. And it really bummed me out. Well, it's like 9 p. It's like 9 p.m. Once the dogs have gone out, it's time for me to take a Quivivix. Quivivic. And go to bed. Vaughn, a patient ambassador, tells us, after years of trouble sleeping, I'm so happy I found a medication that works for me. And then it's like, yeah, you can't really hide the quiv- the Quivix. Quivivic. The Quivix of it all, no. you know? But I do like, I didn't know that this happened too. Other celebrities are hawking Quivivic, Quivivic. in Us Weekly and tabloids and People because Tay Diggs recently hawked it in People mm-hmm. Magazine. And before him, Jennifer Aniston hawked it in People Magazine years and years ago. She was the first insomnia person. But hers is even more devious because she did an entire article where she, I guess she was sleepwalking <laughs> and she kicked her oh sleepwalking God. habit um, and, and working on ins- her insomnia. <laughs> and she, in her article, they don't even mention the name of the drug. What they do, and this is so devious, oh God, they link is it. they say, 
Aniston got help from a doctor, something she absolutely recommends people do, and that's why she's joined in on a new campaign, Seize the Night and Day, where people can find news and advice for dealing with their own sleep issues. So listen, they say that there's a medication involved, and then they give this website, Seize the Night and Day, but they don't actually mention the drug. But when you click on the website, the drug is nowhere to be found. It's just like different mm-hmm. tips on how to sleep. Then if you scroll to the bottom and it says like find out more information or like talk to it, you know, it, it kind of implies somewhere else. When you click mm-hmm. on that link, it goes to Quibble. Qvivic, Quivix, Qvivic, Quivivic, or whatever. Oh my god, that's so, so that's so devious. Well, I have a feeling that might be illegal now because I think that the disclosures you're seeing now, where it's just like Tay Diggs says he used this drug called Quivivic, Qvivic, again. Lindsey Vaughn mm-hmm. says I take my Quivivic or whatever. Qvivic. I'm not saying it. I'm not. Quivivic. I don't care how I'm saying it. But like the point is, is that I think that the Jen Aniston, which is from quite a few years ago, is now a thing that is like frowned upon. Oh, nope, it's I lied. Hers is from this year. <laughs> oh, yikes. Because when you go to quivivic.com, Q-vivic. I dare April. you to spell that correctly the first time, you will Q-vivic. straight up see like Lindsey Vaughn and Tay Diggs like in their pillowy, you know, bedscapes, just like looking like they can't wait to fall asleep. But there's no Jennifer Aniston. She's like, you got to pay me way more than this if you want my right. photo on your homepage. So she's on a completely different site called Seize the Night and Day where there's like, all these different videos about Jen Aniston and sleeping and da 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 and then it's like get the help you deserve chat with your doctor and it's like goes to the Quivivic site Quivivic okay let's move on to some relationship news the TJ Holmes and Amy Robach stuff really kept going well no one seems I mean we remember we had questions about the timeline no one has any answers and the only thing that's come up since then no answers is that it is a little bit sus because apparently he had an affair with a producer on GMA before Amy. So there's like kind of another instance of this like fucking around with coworkers, which we don't love. Page six loves morning news people like because they're New York City celebrities and they're the ones who were getting all the sources and the goss from anonymous people who were like, TJ had an affair with the producer on Good Morning America years ago. And not only is that what happened, Amy was like the confidant for both of them. They like taught, they confided in Amy when it came to this affair. And then later on down the line, I guess over the past few months, Amy started up with TJ Holmes. So there's this whole precedent to their relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Page six is having a fucking ball. I mean, this is their this is their town. This is their topic. Like it is. It's media. It's cheating. It's uh, TV. Local TV. It's media. It's, it's cheating. It's gossip. It's television. Yeah, it's it's right. fun. I'm happy. It's for glamorous. That. I, it's and ultimately, no one really gets hurt. I don't. I mean, whatever. I'm sure lots of whatever gets hurt. Quote unquote. It's 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 fun gossip kind of in this way. The marriages were already over, but then we have right. conflicting reports like, were the marriages actually over? Like, what are we doing here? And is this all for the sake of, like, dealing with the inevitable, like, divorce drama and the divorce lawsuits? Like, what are they trying to get on record here? Mm-hmm. But my favorite story to come out of all of this is centered on Robin Roberts. And mm-hmm. someone, an insider, they called him an insider. She always comes out ABC on top. News. She always does. Robin Roberts apparently found out about or just sussed out the fact that TJ and Amy were starting up. And Robin went to both of them and said, quote, stop it. I believe that. Okay, breaking news. Timmy just sent a link, literally, literally as we're speaking about this, Timmy just sent a link to TMZ. Ready? TJ and Amy, 
taken off air at GMA3 after relationship No, they weren't. Public. This went live <gasps> this morning. The haunches at ABC have made the decision to take Amy and TJ off the air, calling the couple's relationship a distraction with the next steps to be sorted out by sex. They are so fucking dumb for this. This is stupid. This is idiotic. People were going to tune in because of this. It's calling the situation an, an internal and external re-distraction. What do you mean? This is free press. You're so stupid. This is so fucking dumb. Kim also said the decision wasn't easy and not a violation of company policy. So what's the problem? And so I want to say that while the relationship is not a violation of company policy, I've really taken the last few days to think about and work through what I think is best for the ABC News organization. I'm asking that we stop whispering in the hallways. You know, we can't operate with gossip and speculation and rumors. We need to stay focused on the work. You can tell that's taken right from some sort of internal meeting. God, they're so stupid for this. But also what's great here is the reveal that they didn't break any company protocol, so they obviously yeah. can't fire them for anything. Yep, this is dumb. Then keep them on. Dumb, it's fun. Dumb, dumb, Keep them on. God, you Let them make this, out before the commercial why, breaks. Like, who fucking, cares? This, this is why, like, it's no fun at all. Damn, I'm mad. Stupid ass. No, like, they need to stay on the air. They need to talk about their their romance. They need to sidle up next to each other. They need to touch each other's thighs. Yeah, let's get a little bit of Let's get a winky wink. Let's so fun. All right. Yeah, it's like, oh, what do you plan on doing tonight? Well, I think, well, I th the two of us have a hot date night at Carbone, and I think we're going to have sex later. So it's like, like, <laughs> that would be fucking sick. Like, come on. The Today Show wishes there was any moment sexual chemistry on that show. Well, I mean, sex, but like consensual, like exciting, like date, like, mm -hmm. like fun, good, positive, like, ooh, ooh not like mm -hmm. dark, not darkness, not sex crimes, you know? No, no. Playful sexiness. All right. Well, there's more stuff. She's like, there's photos of her moving out of her apartment that she had with her ex. And I don't know where yeah. she's going. Okay, blah, blah. Moving on. More relationships. Okay. My question for you is, um, are Rami Malik and Leah Seydoux? dating or are they just like pals taking photos of each other and going to dinner i literally still don't think that rami malik ever dated lucy boynton so i'm the wrong person to ask to me he is not like somebody who is like a person who dates mm -hmm. like i don't understand mm -hmm. i don't understand him i don't see him as really like a human being he's kind of an alien <laughs> to me i'm like i still think that that relationship he was in for five years like doesn't seem to be real <laughs> so no so i'm really the wrong person to ask about this I don't see him as a human being as, like, the best possible way to describe Rami Malek. I don't see him don't as a human know. being. I just don't know. He's a weird guy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't think that he and Leah Sedu are dating despite the photographs of them, like, going to dinner together in L.A. and taking each other's photos on the street. No, there's nothing. This seems very platonic to me. I don't, I don't think that this is. I do think that he is actually with Lucy Boynton though because I yeah. think both of them are like equally very strange and unknowable you know yeah I'm a fan of Freddie Mercury and Queen I'm a fan of my mom she's got my back I'm a fan of chamomile tea I'm a fan of handwritten letters I'm a fan of classic movies I'm a fan of looking sharp, regardless of the occasion. I'm a fan of random encounters. I'm a fan of traveling by train. I'm a fan of equal opportunities for all. I'm a fan of mischief. I'm a fan of being exactly who I want to be. 
I'm a fan of Mandarin Oriental. Kiki Palmer's pregnant. Kiki Palmer them. Darius Jackson who? The, the funny thing about this, we talked about her boyfriend. He's kind of like not really, a th- like there's really not a lot to say. He's like an act. He's kind of an actor, but like not a big actor. He's been no. in a few little things. The funniest thing is his name is Darius Jackson. So people are joking on Twitter if she could name her kid True Jackson, like her character <laughs> her True character Jackson on. from True Jackson. Yeah. I think she, I think it's great. Speaking of pregnancies though, former child stars who are now adults and are now pregnant, Keisha Nipoleum, Rudy from The Cosby Show, announced her pregnancy in a way I've never seen before, which is via promo for her Lifetime Christmas movie, A New Orleans Noel, starring herself, Brad James, and Patti LaBelle. Her post on Instagram was, Oh baby baby, baby James coming 2023, heart face, heart face. Hashtag New Orleans Noel, December 3rd at 8pm Eastern. It's a wonderful (laughs) lifetime. (laughs) See that! Is using your pregnancy. That's how you do it. Your pregnancy to your advantage. I'm pregnant. Go watch this movie on Lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everyone's like doing their thing, you know? Yeah, this is good. Um, So you watched soccer on Saturday and you saw Lori Harvey's ex play for the Netherlands? Oh, yeah. Okay, this is crazy. Listen. So (laughs) this is not actually like who news. This is just like a who moment in time. Where Mm -hmm. I was watching the USA versus the Netherlands soccer match. Oh, my God. Football match. Sorry. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. a football match. It's football. In the World World Cup. And this guy named Memphis kept scoring. And I was like, who is that? Or, like, he's cute. Who is that? And my friends were like, oh, yeah, that's Memphis. He, like, whatever, whatever. And then somebody was, like, Googling him or whatever at the table. And they were like, what? His ex, he was engaged to Lori Harvey. I was like, wait, hold on. And then I immediately disconnected from the group and like had to go in on deep dive. (laughs) And it's like, he's a football player. He's a rapper. He was engaged to Lori Harvey for a little bit. I was like, finally, like a who connection that I can get into. And that's when I tweeted, I'm watching the World Cup with my screenshot of myself Googling this. Yeah, I know they love what I do. Still coming back to my hood. Still being reckless when I shoot. Feel my fans, how about no food, no secret, how I move, so I keep it in your face. I keep it a hundred and it's blue in the states. Oh, she goes insane when I'm opening the gate. And she see them cars and the stars in the rave. Okay, so he plays for the Netherlands national football team. And he is what, 28? He plays for like Barcelona. Like he plays for a different club team. Yeah, he's young. It's just crazy that this guy who's just randomly scoring on the U.S., which, by the way, the U.S. lost to him. They're moving on and the U.S. isn't, is, like, randomly also, like, I was engaged to Lori Harvey. <laughs> In 2017. She like, really pulls them. She really when pulls she them. Was, when he was, like, 23 years old, they were engaged. Yeah. This is before Lori Harvey was, like, kind of as an it girly as she is now and I think a lot of that had to do with her relationship with Michael B. Jordan no offense I'm just saying she dated someone who was way more famous than she is and it did a lot for her career slash life slash image and brand yeah so this is when I think fewer people were paying attention but the weirdest thing is that Memphis is still friendly with Steve Harvey because Memphis tweeted Real always recognize real, and it's a screenshot of a WhatsApp conversation between him and Steve Harvey, in which Steve is like, you did it. I was screaming at the TV. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. <laughs> I love that it ends with him just being like, who are you playing next? Yeah. <laughs> like, He's supportive. He's a supportive. He's very supportive. I just, I guess it's more just a lesson that you can find who's in anywhere you look, like even while watching the World Cup, even where you least expect the who's to be. Is that mm-hmm. they're everywhere. They're all around us. Even That's at it. the World Cup. 
that's it. That's just like a little a little short moment. Also, Lori Harvey. Everybody at the table was like, "Who's Lori Harvey?" And I was like, "Oh, boy!" And then I pulled up this photo of her wearing the t- <laughs> the jeans, the tall jeans, and I said, "It's this girly." And they were like, "Whoa, those are some crazy jeans." Mm-hmm. Describe these mm-hmm. jeans. Imagine if Lori Harvey wore my jeans and <laughs> um, <laughs> she pulled my jeans all the way up to cover her nipples, and that was the top of the jeans because I'm taller than Lori Harvey. You know that meme where it's like how do horses wear jeans and it's like they mm-hmm. we- and it's like all the different combinations of where to put the jeans on the horse's body it's kind of yeah. like that for a human it's like where do you wear the jeans it's like you can wear them up to your waist you can wear them up to your tits you can wear them like over one arm like hers is just like the jeans are so long that they make a jumpsuit that turns into like a kind of like bateau, bateau top that covers her boobs with like a but the craziest thing about these but the jeans belt is that it's, the there's belt a belt buckle is still there yeah i hate that that's campy i have to say Do i think like that it? this is quite chic i think it's really cool it's funny because it it does the fashion thing where it's like she looks great in it like it fits her well it's very flattering i think it's actually very flattering but it's also funny and i think that the fact that it does both of those things is like very cool she looks cool mm-hmm. The funniest part about it, though, is that the crotch, because the crotch ends at her crotch, like the inseam ends at her crotch, obviously. But then it's just like, imagine the zipper of your jeans went from your navel all the way up to your boobs. Like, <laughs> that's what it looks like there. It's yeah, so funny. exactly. It's crazy. They're crazy jeans. <laughs> are they Burberry? She's just at a Burberry event, but are those jeans Burberry? I have no idea. They're, they're definitely like fashion. That's the thing. It's like they're meant to be like shocking fashion. Yeah, they're funny. Okay, so yeah, Lori Harvey's just out here wearing big jeans, and her ex-boyfriend is potentially winning the World Cup. Um, ex-fiance. <laughs> ex-fiance. We have two, very quickly, again, we're kind of, I, we need to keep going with this. We have two hard launches for, did you notice that hard launch has officially made its hard launch into culture? Now everybody is saying, like people is saying hard launch. It's like, basically that means it's over. But hard launch, we got two hard launches. Charlie Puth hard launched his random girlfriend. And Simu Liu <laughs> launched, hard launched his girlfriend. But what's funny is both of these girlfriends, which I loved about this, are kind of like random normies. Mm-hmm. Like, this is giving Raya both of these. Don't you think these are heavily yeah. giving Raya? Absolutely. That's why I kind of put these together. Mm-hmm. Simu Liu's girlfriend, who we had the tea a while ago. Timmy, Timmy sussed this out weeks ago that Simu Liu was dating some normie girly who goes by at Allison on Instagram, which makes you realize she's in tech. You don't get your first name as your handle unless you are vaguely affiliated with right. tech, in tech, have friends in tech. Right. So Allison Shu and... And Simuliu, I think I think both of these couples met on Raya, but I think Brooke Sansone is more random than Allison too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Allison seems a little more in the scene, just by a quick scroll through her Instagram. At Allison. Yeah. Crazy that at Allison. Meanwhile, like at right at Allison. That means something. She works in her scope. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so funny because Charlie Puth is like gives off the most I would date a fan vibes and I'm sure he has Mm -hmm. but like just the most like very fan fiction very tumblr very if you write a fanfic about Charlie Puth like it could be true like he really does Mm -hmm. give off that type of vibe like would date a normie and so it almost Mm -hmm. like adds into it that this girl seems very normie but you know what she's not she's not normie she's got 70,000 followers she's like beautiful like she's not just some random woman you know Mm mm-hmm 
And they also grew up together, so they've known each right. other for a long time. Yeah. Allison Shu, we have this one last thing from her Forbes profile. It says, Allison Shu leads all things digital and social for Billie Eilish, Lady Gaga, Phineas, Holly Humberstone, and other Interscope talent. So, yeah, there's a tech angle there. She does the digital and social for very famous Interscope artists. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Did you watch Rita Ora and Taika Waititi's Vogue video? Yeah. 24 these hours in Dusseldorf. These two are just, I find very interesting dynamic now. Did you see Rita's wearing like her human being stuff there? She's also doing she promo is. for her she's like athleisure. Only, she's only doing promo for everything she's got going on. And for some reason, he's doing promo for kind of nothing that he's got going on. He's just almost existing in her world, which I find actually kind of sweet because when he's with her, he's really, truly an accessory. Nothing he does is relevant to her life in terms of professional. Does that make sense? Yeah, and if true. anything, yeah. what she does kind of takes away from what he does mm -hmm. because it's a little bit in a different realm, not lower, not worse, just different. You know, like she's mm -hmm. got all this stuff going on and he's making like Marvel movies. And I just feel like he could easily just not have it to deal with any of this kind of stuff. And she, all she does is deal with this stuff because that's her, that's the basis of her celebrity. Yeah. I don't know. I just find it very interesting. But Hollywood loves him so much because he is kind of a breath of fresh air and was when he first arrived and still kind of is to them, I think, that he really can't do anything wrong in terms of yeah. like his relationship there. Like he will be, continue to get jobs. He's got a really a fresh voice. He makes, you know, the shadows show, all reservation he's dogs. Reservation and he's dogs. he's he churning the, the out these show. like original, diverse, really cool stuff, like really cool things, right? Whether it's him specifically or his production company. And I just feel like nothing she could do, like in terms of nothing he could show up in, hosting the EMAs with her, being in these weird videos or whatever. He's not really promoting anything except for himself kind of. But it's just so, to me, it feels like he's like really in her sphere. It's almost sweet is my, I guess maybe my point. You're saying his brand is quite secure. Yeah. That's, yeah, I just find it interesting that yeah. she does all this cheesy shit and he's kind of like, all right, you can't hurt me, you know? But the thing is, she does cheesy shit and then she still manages to get the gloss of, like, literally know. Vogue. Like, she still manages to talk to Louis Theroux, who is an actual, like... Well, I watched it. I watched it. She oh, got the, this, the Louis Theroux thing? Yeah, she got this, like, very almost glossy, sweetie, like, interview docuseries with him where they talk, she meet, he meets her family, they talk about their immigrant experience, like, coming over and, like, what it was like when they first got mm -hmm. to England and how hard it was. And, you know, it, she gets this kind of, like, and it's, like, all about her, like, kind of come up in the world mm -hmm. or whatever and their kind of sweetie relationship or whatever. It's, inter I'm it's a little interesting. Nothing I didn't know, but, you know. The snippet from this interview that got aggregated kind of in the states most broadly was when she said finally on the record that she is not becky with the good hair from right. sorry it's also just funny song. how again if you're gonna ask rita any hard-hitting questions that that's the question like how how belated and dated and one irrelevant of her biggest that moments. is that's one right? of her biggest that's, moments that's though. so crazy that's so crazy and also 
the true heads never really thought Rita was Becky with the no. gray hair. They they thought they knew it was Everyone Rachel Roy. Everyone thought it was Roy. Rachel Roy. Everyone yeah. thought it was Rachel Roy. Right. But he does talk about kind of her her record her failed record deal with Rock Nation and how that kind of set her back. And she very gracefully is like, Jay Z is amazing, but like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like I don't know what happened there. My favorite thing that she was up to this week was she wore. You have to click the actual Daily Mail story. Under here with the headline, Rita Ora leaves little to the imagination in a racy sheer mesh dress teamed with towering platforms as she celebrates Vaz J. Morgan's birthday. Oh, so I saw this. This is iconic I because... Saw the, I saw the dress, trust like me. Like, if you count the photos of Rita Ora, it's like, I mean, there's got to be over 20. And yeah. if you count the photos of Vaz Morgan in the story about Vaz Morgan's birthday, it's maybe four. <laughs> maybe sure, three he, sure but he's that's his entire he uh, come on it's so he knows. funny he knows Vaz morgan's got a lot of famous friends but you know what rita she shows up because she's a good friend she's a good friend she shows up i don't she see showed all, up with her mother. i don't see all these famous she, and her sister they all came the entire aura family rolled up to Vaz's birthday i don't see any of his other famous friends at this birthday i see rita but i don't see any other i don't see any yeah, of the other people rita. that are that are always shouting, thanking him for inviting them. She rolled up in a in a mesh dress with her with her tush out. But what she's doing is maybe I'm being a little dramatic, but like what she's doing here is actually like quite generous. Like she's she's <laughs> giving so Vaz this attention that's going to be good for his bottom line. You know, like if Vaz gets its attention, it's good for his like Instagram cost per post. You know, mm -hmm. like. It's it's just wild. She's posing. She's bending over. She's showing off her ass. She's showing off her front. She's showing, showing off, her off mom. Like, everything. She's showing off her sister. She's showing off her mom. Like it's just, it's it's just so generous of her. I don't know. I it's just, just like you're a good friend, knows, Rita. You're a good friend. I just think that she knows that one, the paparazzi is going to be called for this birthday. There's no like whatever. So we're rolling up deep with our mom and our sister. And also, you're right. It is like a generous gift to Voss to be like. You know, we're adding to the to the star studdedness of it, which is like it's semi star studded. It's mostly just Rita. The lead photo of his birthday party is him and all of the auras. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's so true. Happy birthday, it's... me. Okay, we're finished. I think. Yeah, I yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. We we're don't finished. have to talk about how she showed off her toned thighs in an oversized oh denim God, jacket and mini jumper dress with leather then boots as she posed up a storm in a then slew of social don't. media snaps. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619 Who Then to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show, Who's There. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, uh, commentary tracks, newsletters sometimes, and a Discord server and more. You can also get the audio, the VIP audio, within the Apple Podcasts app. You just click subscribe at the top. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. And thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Bye, everyone. See ya. Bye. You know he's colorblind. Really?